0: Scream Therapy. I'm your host, Jason Schurz. In October of 2018, I found myself in the hospital sitting across from a psychiatrist who was telling me that I was bipolar. I was released with a bunch of medication and laid on the couch for about a week. I had my iTunes library on shuffle, trying to shake the hornet's nest from my head. Ever since I was a kid, I've been using music for therapy and as a way to escape. Punk rock and mental health have always been connected. This podcast looks at that connection through the lens of different guests. This is Screen Therapy.
1: I grow. I grow. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Mental health has been stigmatized in the music scene for a long time. Much like the rest of society, anxiety, depression, and other mental health conditions are rarely talked about, including amongst musicians and those surrounding them. When I saw the results of a study out of Sweden that said that nearly three-quarters of independent musicians that were surveyed are dealing with symptoms of mental illness, I was shocked. Record Union, the music distribution company that did the study, is now providing a mental wellness starter pack. Record Union's CEO, Johan Svarnberg, is a musician and music lover himself. A strong advocate for mental health, Johanna works with independent musicians and is well aware of the challenges that they face. Now I know that PSAs are cheesy, but it's an easy way to explain Record Union's new starter packs. So here we go.
1: The music industry has traditionally defined success on commercial grounds. To be deemed successful, artists must reach high streaming and tour goals. It has always been money first. But in this pursuit of success, many artists have found the pressure to succeed and the fear of failure too much. In a recent study, 73% of independent music makers said that they have experienced negative emotions such as stress, anxiety, and or depression in relation to their music creation. The vast majority also said that they want to prioritize their mental health more, preferably by eating better, working out, getting more sleep, being aware of their feelings, and being surrounded by more positive people. To create a healthier music climate with healthier artists, we believe that the industry as well as the artists themselves need to start thinking about mental health as a part of their success. And even though many artists want to, they often don't know where to start. To lower the barriers, Record Union has developed the Wellness Starter Pack, a toolbox for well-being created with music makers in mind. The pack consists of videos and articles that, with the help of industry experts, explore the impact that sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, and positivity have on artists' mental health, along with actionable steps forward. It is our belief that every artist should be able to make music and feel good doing it. But in order to do so, taking care of the mind and body needs to be a priority. Therefore, we encourage you to watch the videos, read the articles, and share them with your music-making friends. You never know who they might help.
2: Hi, my name is Johan Svanberg. I am currently the CEO of a music distributor, Record Union. We uh, distribute artists from all over the world, distribute their music to the big streaming and download stores, and make sure that they get paid when the music is sold. My uh, connection to music is a uh, very close one to me. I've always played in in bands and written songs and and, uh, I I primarily play the piano, Uh, also um, a bit of guitar and a bit of drums and it's always been a big thing in my life. These days it's more of a hobby, I would say, but still play a lot of music every day. When it comes to mental health, um, obviously our latest initiative with uh, Record Union is basically a starter pack for musicians especially in these times with the virus the live industry is basically dead and it's needed now more than ever probably you can go to www.thewellnessstarterpack.com where there's a lot of articles and videos and tips and tricks and tools to get started if you feel like you want to work on your mental health and get started in a easy and quick way and we've collected a bunch of articles and videos about sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, and positivity uh, with the help of some industry experts.
0: Johan, uh, one of the big things that came out last May was another study that you did around independent musicians and mental health. And this staggering figure, of 73% of them that you had surveyed, 1,500 in total, had said they had some sort of a mental health challenge, uh, including things like anxiety, depression, panic attacks. When you first saw the results of that study, how did you feel? That's
2: that's a huge number. Exactly. We put out the study because we felt like this was a big issue, of course, and I don't think that's escaped anybody, but we wanted to educate ourselves. We're not mental health professionals, of course, but we wanted to see if there was something we can do. We put out a survey and got about 1,500 replies, and like you said, we were shocked by the numbers. I mean, 7 out of 10 are experiencing the mental health uh, symptoms in, in relation to creating music and the younger artists it's i think eight out of ten uh, in our study they're not very likely to try and get help also and i think it was 80 percent don't think that the industry is doing anything meaningful to help that's when we decided to start that initiative too uh, which also led to the starter pack that i just talked about
0: Do you remember when you came up with the idea to do the study? What brought it on? What was the impetus
2: for it? It was about a year ago, I think, we uh, sent the survey out. And the weeks leading up to that, we were a distribution company at the core, but we try to just look at how we can help artists and see what the obstacles are and what the problems are that they're dealing with. And, I mean, distribution was that thing when we first launched the distribution service, that wasn't really something that artists had access to. And that's kind of how we look at our business. We, we try and help the independent community as much as we can. And sadly, mental health seems to be one of the biggest challenges right now. So that's kind of what inspired us to do something. And, and the survey was kind of a natural first step to just educate ourselves a little bit and uh, just hear from the artists.
0: You're a musician yourself. You mentioned that you like to play different instruments, and I'm sure you've been around a lot of musicians, especially with the distribution company, but through your life. What has been your experience with mental health issues with the folks around you over the years?
2: I've spoken to a lot of artists, of course, that have uh, different issues of, of different kinds and also had a lot of idols of mine who sadly passed away to this. So as a company, of course, we serve the independent side of things. They're kind of everyday existence is, a, is probably a little bit more lonely than I mean, if you're assigned to a big record label, you'll have a, a big team and at least commercial support, even if they might not be uh, great at addressing these issues. But I think from a personal point of view, our artists maybe are a little bit lonelier in their music endeavors. But yeah, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of artists whose stories reflect the results that we got in the survey as well.
0: You had lots of coverage last May when the study first came out. I noticed a lot of different music magazines and online services picking it up. Has anything changed since that study came out? Have you noticed anything tangible that's changed?
2: We were happy about that coverage because it gave an indication that we were onto something and that we were trying to address an issue that was very neglected so the fact that the media side but also artists trying to spread the word told us that this needed to be addressed to a larger extent i think and this is just my general sentiments i I can't back this up with numbers but i feel like this has been put on the agenda a little bit more and i think people are a little bit more aware but i still think that there needs to be more action which is also why we did the starter pack it's basically just trying to make this stuff accessible to everybody so everybody can work on this if they want to. Because that was also another um, thing that came up in the survey was that the majority of the respondents wanted to work on this stuff, but they didn't really know how. So that kind of inspired us to make it accessible and just, uh, you know, simple articles and videos and tips and tricks that anybody can get started with. Um, There's a lot
0: of stats in that report. It's kind of uh, overwhelming in some parts. I'm talking about the 17% (laughs) report now. Which one surprised you the most? Because I went through and a lot of them raised my eyebrows. But was there one that you were really surprised by?
2: Yeah, I mean, the sad one for me was that younger artists are less likely to get help. But younger artists are also overrepresented in all the numbers. So there's this big group of young artists that are having these problems, but they don't really know what to do with them. Maybe that's because they're new to the symptoms and they don't really know what they are yet. That could be one. It's just sad that... There are so many. And also that the group that are experienced the most problems are also the least likely to get help. Mm-hmm. That was um, an alarm bell for me for sure.
0: Did you split up the study by musical genres? Obviously, Scream Therapy is more about the punk and the, the underground heavy, loud music side of things. Were you able to mm-hmm. do any
2: kind of splitting of the genres? And no, we didn't do that actually, but that would have been really interesting to see. If you can read from the responses and see who gravitates toward what genre, that would actually be... a an interesting one.
0: Yeah, you sent me a list of all the bands that you like in the heavier genres and there was a whole lot of bands on that list. You're pretty schooled in on those things.
2: Oh yeah. From a scream therapy point of view, I mean that's uh when I was in the high school and even younger than that, I, I used to play in these we used to do all the all the heavy stuff. I mean Deftones was a big one for me. I don't know if you can get much more scream therapy than that. And it was therapeutic. We played so Loud that our music teacher actually called our parents to make sure that they check on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that kind of music. That's why I'm. It's really nice to be on your podcast.
0: Oh, thanks. Do you remember going to concerts
2: when you were young or seeing bands that were loud like that? Oh yeah, a pivotal one for me was I think I was about 15. I saw Corn, and that was um. It's cool because you you start by listening to your what your parents like. My dad was a big rockhead so we had a lot of Queen and Elton John and Billy Joel and Springsteen and all that stuff. But then you come to a point where you start to discover it yourself and when I saw Korn a couple of songs in I was just blown away by the way that you can express those types of emotions. I thought it was just so badass so I immediately, you know, picked up a guitar, tuned it down See and then <laughs> off we went. <laughs> I love how
0: your punk list was just Ramones, Black Flag, and Misfits. What, what else
2: <laughs> you <Yeah>. right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, for me, those are the classics. I, I didn't really grow up with the punk stuff too much, so that's why my uh, metal one is a bit more extensive. You mentioned that some of your idols have died in
0: regards to mental health issues. And I'm sure that you're talking about one of them would be Chester Bennington from Linkin Park. Yeah. How did his death affect you when you first heard about it?
2: That was a tough one for me because he was a big influence on me when I started singing. Because I thought the way that he could, he basically sang like an angel and then screamed like a demon and then just went back and forth between those two. And I'd never heard anything like that. I have followed him pretty closely from that point on, From hybrid theory I mean their debut album onwards so that was um, that, that was a tough one and even uh, Chris Cornell yeah who I know also affected Chester Bennington a lot that was a sad one for me yeah. they're all uh, of course so sad but from a personal point of view that really got me
0: what do you think the most dangerous part is about being a musician
2: the, the structure of it is difficult of course just going back to the study again when we asked the the artists what the origin of the stress is they said that the pressure to succeed or the fear of failure is one of course because it's very uncertain if you can get to the point where you can make a living off of your music of course and then also the financial instability that comes with it also of course the hours are are weird i mean you have your all-night studio sessions and you go on tour and you play late gigs and they pay you with the you know box of beer and <laughs> it's tough to keep your head on your shoulders in, in those circumstances because most people go to their job every day and they work for a few hours and then it's, it's so much more structured and and it's hard to mimic that structure in a musician's life i think that i think is it, a contributing factor
0: and the wellness starter pack does look at some of those things in regards to sleep diet mindfulness can you maybe run through the different arms of that starter pack
2: and how they apply to musicians The areas that we decided to look at were also from the 73 report and the feedback. So when we asked artists what parts of mental health that they would want to work on, it was sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindfulness and and positivity. We kind of ran with those and managed to get a bunch of experts on board who've been really, really great and, and nice to help out. So it's one in each area. We've done videos with them, and then we've also tried to put up articles on the same things, and some of them are written by the experts. Even if sleep, nutrition, exercise, mindfulness, if you want to give simple tricks, we could have probably just collected a bunch of articles that we found. But we wanted to make sure that this wasn't just like an arbitrary pseudoscience kind of thing and really get some experts on board who really know what they're talking about to make it legit.
0: When I first got diagnosed with bipolar a couple of years ago, I did this bipolar study, similar idea where they give us videos to watch and experts would come in with articles. And it kind of reminds me of that. I really found it beneficial. It did make me feel like I had some
2: support. Yeah, that's important for sure. You got diagnosed a couple of years ago? Yeah, October 2018. So how has that affected you? Was it nice to get a diagnosis if you felt like uh, you had issues or how's that been?
0: For me, it was a little bit different because I didn't really know what was going on or that I even had an issue. And then all of a sudden, mm. I was in a doctor's office being told that I had this chronic illness. So I think it really hit me. And at first, I was relieved, you know, having all these issues over the years. I always thought I was just a weirdo. But at the same time, after a couple of weeks of it sinking in, then it took me about three months to come out of the fog and start to at least think about how I was going to move forward. So it's been a long journey for sure. I mean, I'm still working on it. I've, I've been depressed the last three days. The mood cycles are still there. It's just that now I'm more aware of how to deal with them, I guess.
2: So has your life improved uh, over the past couple of years then?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah like... it has. I mean, it took a dive, <laughs> but now I'm, I'm swimming back up, I guess. You know how life is. You kind of go through these ups and downs. Mm. I think folks with mental illnesses have a lot more ups and downs, more extreme in most cases. You know, it's a bit of a roller coaster ride.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad to hear it's better. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks. That's it's- another thing uh, we could do as a company because we had a seminar where we went through the report and invited a bunch of artists and just talked about it and had a panel. And it seemed like that is very helpful to a lot of people to just hear other people kind of describing what they're feeling themselves and just share experiences. Yeah. So um, that's something that we should probably try and do more of in relation to this starter pack in the 73 report.
0: Another really good thing that I've dealt with over the last couple of years is support groups. Those Mm. can be super effective and I've started to facilitate my own as well. They are really great because then you're in a room with folks that understand you're not being told anything. You're able to speak with your heart on your sleeve and have other folks just yeah. support you. That can be really effective as well. What advice would you give to independent musicians now that you've done the study and seen the results?
2: Try and do what you can to address these issues with, of course, the options that are available to you. I mean, in Canada, you're pretty good with healthcare, care, right? Um, yeah. I mean, in Sweden, it's, it's accessible at least to uh, basically anybody for our us artists it's uh, obviously a lot trickier but we always try to make sure that the artists think about making mental health as part of the success uh, because it's so easy to just get focused on streaming number in the spotify client or you know booking the right shows or or whatever it is but it it, um, it's really important that you um, are mindful of these things if you can even if you don't have any problems you should try to look at it as a we we came across a term that we liked prehab you try and think about the things before they occur and that's kind of what we had in mind with the starter pack as well When, when you think about getting help or support you usually think of you know racking up thousands of bucks of therapy bills or whatever it may be but just like with physical exercise basically i mean you you go to the gym to feel good all the time and not just uh, you've broken something or pulled a muscle. I would just encourage people to think about it, even the people who feel good at the moment.
0: Yeah, I like that prehab concept, that's really cool. One of the big things that we've talked about is how musicians are hesitant to speak out about their mental health conditions or challenges. Obviously, there's a stigma around speaking about these issues. How can we encourage musicians to speak out about
2: these things? We just have to talk about it more. That sounds cliche, but I think we just feel this overwhelming response to just us raising uh, these issues. Just raising awareness isn't really being done. And also in the report that we made, I think it was something like single digit percentage points. I mean, something like 5% would take these problems to their manager or label rep if they had one. So it seems like nobody want to talk to the industry about the problems. But I think there's a wider problem as well of just general stigma. Uh, I had one artist who said, if I hurt my back or uh, pull a muscle or something and I can't do a show, uh, no one really thinks that that's weird. They're happy to (laughs) reschedule. But if I come and say that, you know, I've got crippling anxiety today, I can't get out of bed and I I won't be able to make the show. They're not met with the same, uh, you know, acceptance. And I think that's um, the way we have to start seeing these issues. And I think until we're there, we just need to try and do all we can to increase the understanding, because I think it's also people who aren't dealing with these uh, issues themselves, people who are you know, mentally healthier. A lot of the times I feel like they don't really understand what this is. We have to get those people on board as well, I think, in order to create a wider acceptance and a wider understanding of the problem.
0: A lot of punk rock bands do shows where they're driving around in their old vans and they're sleeping on someone's couch and probably not making a lot of money for their shows, maybe not quite as much pressure in the same way that larger artists are. Do you think there's a difference there with those kinds of bands that are doing it more for fun rather than for a career?
2: You should always get to the place where you're doing it for yourself and you define success in your own terms because I think those bands are probably... Defining their success with their live shows are great and they have a great fan base. And, and maybe that's what, you know, making them uh, feel like they're onto something. Of course, that lifestyle can probably take <laughs> its toll as well. Also, the wide romanticizing of the rock myth isn't helping either. But I think if you can set your own goals and not care so much about what the industry thinks, I think for sure that's a huge step. And I think that's super helpful.
0: The music has always been therapeutic for me, it sounds like it's been therapeutic for you over the years as well. This study and some of the issues that have come up does lead people to believe that musicians are these tortured souls that can barely make it through the day, I mean obviously that's not the case. But I think perhaps, maybe because you know artists have always been so creative and also prone to mental health issues, this is just pointing that out and it doesn't take away from the fact that music is therapy some of these stats
2: almost point to the opposite. That's a very interesting question because one thing that I've thought about is are musicians overrepresented in mental health issues because they are having a lot of anxiety that they need to get out and then gravitate toward the arts to kind of deal with that? Or is it life as a musician, the structure that propels the problems as well? Maybe both, because I think artists are more in touch with their feelings they know what they want to say and they want to get that out and and that is therapy of course therapy i guess is dealing with stuff that you're going through i definitely know that music is therapeutic it's been for me but it's kind of a chicken and egg thing because you take people that may have a lot of anxiety from the get-go who tends to end up in the arts where they can express those feelings and then you put them in this environment where there's late nights and booze and drugs and financial instability and all that stuff it probably can be a downward spiral as well. I mean, we've seen that. What do you think?
0: I'm going to go with the chicken. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Screen Therapy. I thought I'd tell you a little bit more about myself. I was born in Powell River, a small coastal town in British Columbia, Canada. I spent more than 20 years in the media industry, managing newspapers and writing and editing for magazines and online publications. After my mental breakdown in 2018, I had to take a break because everything seemed impossible. I needed to focus on my recovery. I did my best to take care of my mental health while dealing with the intense mood episodes of bipolar. I was trying to help other people as well through support groups and also doing some health coaching. I'm doing everything I can, and I've been getting back to the kind of work that I love. This podcast has been a big part of that. After some serious soul-searching, I decided to go back to school at the age of 47, I'm doing a Master of Fine Arts in Creative Nonfiction at the University of King's College that will allow me to work from home. In two years, I should have a book written. And surprise, it's also called Scream Therapy. And surprise again, it's about the link between punk rock and mental health. I'm excited about it, but I want to be sure that I pay close attention to my symptoms and stay as healthy as I can. One of the most important things about mental health is staying positive. It's been really hard for me to be stable. I feel like I've been getting a little bit better every day. I'm really glad that this podcast has been a big part of my recovery, and I thank you for listening. Screen Therapy is now airing on college and community radio stations. They include my hometown radio station, CGMP, out of Pal River, Radio Humber from Humber College in Toronto, Ontario, and Radio Waterloo, CKMS, from Waterloo, Ontario. If you like a certain radio station, hit them up and tell them about the podcast. You can connect with me at soundcloud.com slash Therapy or you can email me directly at jasonschers at telus.net. That's J-A-S-O-N-S-C-H-R-E-U-R-S at telus.net. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, take care and be well.